Converts OGs, what's up? This is the Leafs Convo Podcast. My name is Norman James. I'm your host. It's good to be with you. How do you listen to us, by the way, on your favorite podcast platform, or do you get down to business with us on the YouTube channel? Let me know, at Norman James TLC, or inside the YouTube comments section. The Leafs a 5-4 winner over the Senators, just barely. It wasn't the prettiest thing. What do you think that says about the Leafs? And what do you think about all the things that Mitch Marner's agent is saying? Someone stick a foot in that guy's mouth and keep it there. Mike Agello's ready to go. I'm ready. You are too. So what do you say? Let's pot. The Leafs combo starts now. The Leafs combo is brought to you by Vanguard Northeast Realty. With over 15 years experience, Vanguard provides superior level of service for commercial real estate tenants and owners. For more information, visit vanguardne.ca. And we've linked up. It's MIB in Buffalo, New York, NJ in icy London, Ontario. Michael, the Leafs a 5-4 winner over the Senators, just barely. Good morning, Norman. Yeah, it was uh, not a not a great overall performance last night. I mean, we you know, whenever you're in a game with the Senators, who are the worst team in the league, and, and you're giving up two goal leads early in the third period, I mean, that's not exactly optimum for uh, for the Leafs. But they did get the uh, the game winning goal from Morgan Riley late. I, I had some problems with the uh, with the overall performance, but the two points are what matter, and now they go out on a six-game road trip, which will be uh, very important for their place in the standings. It really doesn't matter which place the Leafs are in and where the Senators lie in the standings. When these two get together, all bets are off, and more often than not, the result is pretty pear-shaped. Well, I think it was the second game of the regular season that the, the two teams played, and the expectations for the Senators were as they are right now coming off of losing Carlson and, you know, the whole uh, Michigas with the, with the Eugene Melnick and everything else that's going on there. And they came into Scotiabank arena and beat the Leafs that, that night. And I think that's, you know, you have to, if you're the Leafs watch out for these teams that are at the bottom of the standings because they have nothing to play for, but upsetting the apple cart when it comes to teams that are contending. So, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, there was no quit in the Sens last night. You know, the Leafs, I didn't think played a great first period. Um, the, uh, the, the one goal, uh, I think it was the Poyarvi, the first one, uh, uh, Poyarvi goal was, uh, the direct result of some bad defensive play by Nikita Zaitsev and Jake Gardner, mm-hmm. shock of all shots. Yeah. Um, but, but they, but they did, they did bounce back. It was four, two going in the third period. And then there was that typical Toronto lull where I think they want to rest on their laurels and, and they allowed Ottawa to get back in the game and you just cannot do that, but they seem to do that a lot. The Leafs' top goal scorers and John Tavares, Austin Matthews, and Zach Hyman all chipping in with goals. Andreas Janssen, his 13th. That's a good thing to see the guys who are expected to score continue to score. A couple more points for John Tavares. Two apples for Mr. Mitch Marner, who had to deal with a whole bunch of ridiculous questions brought on by his darn agent. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. But, I mean, these guys continue to go, and that's a good thing, and don't forget Zach Hyman, man. That guy, 10 goals on the season. Man, that guy's potential heart trophy winner. Not that, but I, I, like, I like the type of game that Zach yeah, Hyman plays. We know, we know that Mike Babcock does. Um, he, I think, is a perfect fit for that line with Tavares and Marner. Um, we saw them taken off that line for a little bit to try to help Austin Matthews kick it into gear. But, you know, I think it's the perfect place for him to be on that line, and he complements Tavares and Marner pretty well. So, I mean, he's never going to score 30 goals. 
he's never going to, you know, um, dance through five defenders and score a goal. He's just a good workmanlike player who goes to the net, who does the things that need to be done. And I, I don't sometimes understand the criticism that, that Hyman gets or guys like Connor Brown get because I think they're good role players and they do their job. Hyman shows up every day, every game, and does what he can to compete with players who have more skill than he has. And it's interesting that he takes it on the chin just as much or more or less sometimes as someone like William Nylander, who has triple the skill, but is here one night missing the next. It was not the best effort from number 29 against the Senators um, last night. This is the Leafs combo for Vanguard Northeast Realty, Vanguard NE.ca, Mike Ogello. Norman James, thank you so much for all of your support of the podcast, however you listen to us, especially on YouTube. When I look at the game summary and the stats after the results have come in from every Leafs game, more often than not, if not almost every night, this team is out hit. Does that mean anything, Mike? I think in the playoffs it will. That's why I think the the addition of Jake Muzzin was such – I'm not and I'm using the word revelation, but that's maybe overstating it a bit. I'm just saying that he's actually a player who throws hits and there aren't many on this team. Hyman, Kadri, a couple others who will, you know, rub up, rub somebody against the boards or or just, you know, be physical. And I think that's needed. And I think more of it is needed before the playoffs, because, you know, if they face a team like Boston, or even a team like Tampa Bay, who has immense skill, they also have players who will uh, who will hit the other hit their opposition. So I, I think it's something, and I don't think you can ask players who are not meant to, or who don't do that to actually do that because it just doesn't fit into their their game. But they do need, I think, at least one and maybe two players who can mm. be physical and provide that pushback. Uh, not even you know, not fights, mm-hmm. not even sometimes, not even big big loud hits just players who will take players out along the boards and say to the other team we're gonna we're gonna do that if you you know try to come into the defensive zone if you're gonna win a stanley cup you have to show more than your skill right the playoffs aren't really a skills competition they're a battle of endurance a battle of attrition and skills great and all but you have to bring way more to the table and i think fans have to realize that you can bring as many analytic darlings to the to the roster as you want. Bring you need to find players who can give you that extra and who have a lot more than just skill when the money's on the line. Yeah, I don't even think it's analytics, darlings. I think it's the fact. I mean, if you if you just take Mike Babcock's history in Detroit, you know those teams with Zetterberg and Datsuk, they didn't have a lot of a lot of muscle, a lot of uh, you know they had a couple players who you know like Todd Bertuzzi at the end of his mm-hmm. career and a few other guys, but you know they didn't have a lot of muscle. They relied on their skill, and they lost in the first round. I think what six, seven times. Cup, I mean, one cup for that Mike Babcock era. And my question is. What can the Maple Leafs do to emulate Stanley Cup winners of the recent past? Washington, Pittsburgh, um, the Blackhawks, the Kings. What were they doing that the Maple Leafs can try to do in order to put themselves in a better position to achieve the ultimate goal? And that's winning a Stanley Cup. 
Well, it was a combination of things. It wasn't just pure skill. It wasn't just pure speed. It was skill. It was speed. It was phys- uh, physical players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you you saw last year with with uh, with, uh, with Washington, you had Kuznetsov and you had Ovechkin. Uh, Oshie was not exactly a tough, or is not exactly a tough guy, but he steps up his physical play in the playoffs. But their key guys were guys like Tom Wilson and Devontae Smith Pelly. They you know, provided the muscle. Mm-hmm. They, they had, you know, they had, and they had guys like Niskanen and Orpik who uh, I think will step up in the, in the postseason. That's, that's what, what the Leafs need. And I mean, I don't think they have many players that fit the uh, resume of uh, Smith Pelly or Wilson on the roster. You know, Muzzin is a, is a step in the right direction. But as I said, I think they need another player or another two players who can play the heavy hockey that Babcock says he wants. The Senators, 27 hits in that 5-4 loss to the Leafs. Toronto, 13 hits. The Sens, 21 blocks. The Leafs, 13 giveaways to Ottawa's 12. The Leafs still have plenty of work to do. They were um, out face-off as well. But, you know, when, when they play Ottawa, all bets are off. It really doesn't matter where these teams lie in the standings when they get together. It's a shit show and whatever the result is, you just have to kind of go with it. So what's going on with Mitch Marner's agent, Darren Ferris. Like, what's is please is Mitch Marner's camp? Like, what are these guys doing? There right. just seems like there's so much unnecessary nonsense, this noise surrounding this amazing player who's done nothing but great things for this organization. Yet you've got the dad DMing with these with these weasels, and now you've got Darren Ferris saying things and putting his foot in his mouth and then trying to walk it back by saying Mitch is going to be a Leaf a long time because everyone else is getting paid except for Mitch. Jesus, Murphy, this guy's time will come. Let the kid play hockey. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I, the actions of Darren Ferris don't go along with the words that he has said even after Matthews' contract was signed. I mean, he said prior to that they didn't want to negotiate or they didn't want to talk about the contract during the offseason, but it didn't prevent him from going on TSN radio and, and, and fan 590 and talking to the Toronto star. And that's all, that's his right as his representative. I'm sure, you know, he, he wants to get the message out there, but to sort of play sort of a PR war, like 24 hours after Matthews hits, hits the mother load and say, you know, and he sort of retracted from that by saying, well, you know, Mitch wants to be paid just as much as, as, as Austin Matthews, well, uh, hate to tell you to there, and he's not going yeah. to unless he signs a longer deal. And that's what might be I mean, the one of the things that came out of the Matthews contract situation is that Dubas indicated that he wants to sort of stagger the, the the contracts as they as they come due for UFA, which means you know you have uh, Matthews and Nealander for five more years, mm-hmm. uh, you have Tavares for six more years. That means either Marner signs a two or three year bridge. Or he signs a seven or eight year deal. I would think a seven or eight year deal is more likely, and that's the only way he's going to get anywhere close to what Matthews is making because it'll be buying more years of unrestricted free agency. Yeah, these agents need to calm down. Don't you think Austin Matthews signed the deal he did in order to accommodate other deals? Don't you think John Tavares agreed to what he agreed to, leaving Long Island, a team that some would say he shouldn't have left considering the way they're playing right now. He comes to Toronto wanting to win a Stanley Cup, knowing that, I mean, he's going to take a lot of money, but he's still going to leave the team uh, the capability to add more great players, fit more contracts in. These guys all did what they did 
in order to help build this organization and get it right to the point of being able to win a Stanley Cup. And these guys know that you can't win a cup on your own. You have to have a multitude of talent. You have to have an eclectic mix. Everybody's got to get paid. So when the agents out there yapping about Marner wanting to get paid what Matthews gets paid, you're, you're, you're pitting your client against a guy who's his teammate and just agreed to something that allows your client to get paid as well. He did something in, that is beneficial to the whole. And now the agent's going on, yap, yap, yap. These guys, all they care about is money. All they care about is lining their own pockets. And when you do this kind of stuff, you put this kid, Mitch Marner, is one of the sweetest guys in the world. Everybody knows this. You put him in a bad situation having to answer these ridiculous questions. And it's funny, the, the, the people who have soured this season the most are individuals who aren't even playing the game. Um, William Nylander's father, his agent, Mitch Marner's dad, his agent, guys, lay off. Honestly, they should ban them from the rink and just let the guys come in, play their game, do their thing. The money will be paid. Everything will work out. Stop this nonsense right now. This team needs to start focusing, including the fans, need to start focusing on what's coming ahead, the trade deadline, making this team better, and then taking a run at potentially upsetting, uh, beating Boston, then upsetting Tampa Bay. Last word to you. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I think there's a general weariness right now among the fan base about everything is just offer sheets and, and contract extensions. And, and it's, you know, at a at certain point, you, you lose focus on what's going on on mm. the ice. And I think if if Darren Ferris is true to his word that they're not going to negotiate or they're not going to address this until after the season, then that you know what we saw yesterday is the last time we should see him uh or hear him on the radio or in print it should be until the end of the season just let things lie let it sit there let mitch marner score his 100 points and then you then you put a you know a case together that he should be making as much as austin matthews and then kyle dubas can do, deal with it there i'd love to see mitch marner announce i just fired my agent and i fired my dad see you mike <laughs> thanks norman We would like to thank Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough, title sponsor of the Leafs Convo, demonstrating passion for the industry and a superior level of excellence in selling, leasing, and marketing your property. Vanguard Northeast Realty. That's a wrap for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. What did you think? Get at me inside the YouTube comment section or on Twitter at Norman James TLC. You can reach Mike at Mike in Buffalo. We have other combos we'd like you to get into if you haven't already. Bank, talking about the Austin Matthews contract extension. And we're laying praise at the skates of Jake Muzzin, Hockey Muzz. Listen to it, subscribe. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to talk to us about supporting this podcast through sponsorship, let's have that conversation as well. The Leafs Convo at gmail.com. For Mike, I'm Norm. We're out.